podcast. Trevor Watson here, officially sunny, and we have a, a special guest today. Special guest, special guest. Welcome, Indeed, uh, Mr. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff from Kangaroo Country Club NFT. How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? Not much, man. Not much. Hanging in there. Uh, me and Chubba were just saying before we got on, it's never it never gets old to talk about how sick we are of winter until winter's over. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can think about every day right now is we, we hop on this Zoom and we're like, man, wish winter was over. And then here we are still living in the Northeast. But we're here for another podcast. Uh, we had some golf. We had some golf happening this weekend. Yep. Um, Harry Varner dropping a 92 footer on the last hole um, to get his first professional win, I believe. Took uh, that's about on three minutes of research, so you can you can fact check me there, but yeah, professional sure wins, not a PGA Tour event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it counts. Yeah, I mean, you make a 90 footer, we'll count it. One thing I know is he cost me a couple bucks, man. Speed. Oh no. Speed looked good for the whole way. He was like plus three hundred going into the day. Mm. Steel. Oh, you had you had speed at the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am. To win, I took him to the Pro Am. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about Spieth because you know he had a little moment there. A couple yeah. of uh, pictures, memes going around of him. You know about you know a good six feet away from a from a terrible. Yeah, I thought it was a little lie. a little overblown. Yeah, there. but at the make... same time, Chuba. How would you feel right there? Well, dude, so this is this is what I was going to say as not a, a heights not guy. a heights guy. Yeah. Looking at that was like, I don't I mean, I saw a couple different angles. I saw the slope that he was on. It wasn't it wasn't that steep. And then, I mean, obviously, if it was if it was on the edge, I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. where he was, I mean, the way he backed up made it seem like the ground was crumbling underneath him and he was about to fall. in. Like it was a little too dramatic for where he was. There was maybe six feet. I think it was a 60 foot drop, they said, which yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of what a 60 foot drop would look like. Probably be scary. A, a, probably a pretty good bit when it's like rocky and, you know, um, it's the momentum, the momentum of going. It's like Jeter into the stands like you can't stop that. It's true. You, you know, think about how, yeah. how balance you get and just in any awkward lies an amateur golfer. Yeah, for me, it's. You never know, but usually most amateur golfers land up on that back foot. So most, most amateurs are going to be safe with their little bitchy slices, like with the reverse pivot onto the back foot. We all know how it is. Um, but we also, you know, does tiger run backwards off that shot? No, I think he runs forward. (laughs) Charges right down that thing. I don't see why not, dude. He would be the man to do it. Probably just run straight down and run right up the other side. If he was driving a car, we know where he'd, where he'd go. Yes, we do. He wouldn't be able to stop on that line. That's for oh, sure. Oh no, going right down that thing. Uh, Is that but, too soon? Was that in poor taste? That car joke? No, he's fine. Okay, he's cool. fine. Cool. That was yeah. around this time of year, though, wasn't it? Because the Genesis. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, wow. Coming up right around a year. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, that happens fast. You know, I, I was. Oh man, I gotta look now. When did that? When did the original? thing occur it was when he was filming with uh with Dwayne wade and a couple other people he was doing like those quick oh no i mean i mean the original elon bashed his car out on that thanksgiving or whatever i mean that had to be like 15 years ago 
right? Yeah, that that probably was. Typing as fast as I can right now. It's 2013. Oh, was it 2009? No, this is. Yep, 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 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah. Wow, dude, so that's crazy. Right. Wow. Tiger's been like through it, man. Yesterday. Tiger's been through it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's high school days for me. I mean, you guys, I know, Sonny, you got a couple years on me, but damn. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, down at, Co- well, probably home for Thanksgiving, but those were coastal days for us. We were down in Myrtle yeah, Beach. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wild to think. A couple of coastal yeah. boys, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We did a little Myrtle Beach. Uh, neither of us made it to couple the end. Minutes. But, yeah. We were there for you know, a couple we, we spent a little time down there. A cup of coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were, I was there for a couple cups, couple cups. Uh, good times down there. Shout out to anybody from Coastal listening because Myrtle's a good time, man. I didn't see anything else that happened that was fun this weekend, as far as what I saw on social media. No. Um, who won the Pebble Beach Pro Am? Remember, I just, I think. Who? Oh, somebody yeah, somebody Hoosh. who had never won before no, because there Tommy was a Hoosh. good video. There was a good video of his friend watching it at home um, when he made that putt getting his first win, which was pretty damn cool. I hope I get to watch you do that someday, Chubba. Yeah, you probably will. I'll be no on the three putts though. still this year. <laughs> three putt. End of February. Uh, yeah, wow, you're really moving. Is this a real bet? I heard this in your last podcast show. Yeah, well, I don't think we, re- I don't think we, uh, did we come to terms? I think Tat was obviously thrown out. That's typically the what tat, we wish. Yeah. He sent me a picture of the Tat gun the other day, too. Oh, yeah. It's ready it to down go. to the show. I mean, <laughs> as an outside, outsider looking in here, I feel like that's a fair. I think it is too. The only thing is, my golf season starts a good two months, but like I can be playing, I might play Saturday. Dude, Chubba won't play until we know, don't May. need to get into details like that. You yeah. know, it's That's like whoever three putts last. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, but also I have some tattoos and Chubba has none. So he's got more on the line. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got fresh, fresh skin over there. Just waiting to lose uh, just, a good bet. Just real quick. Looking again at this speed shot, maybe six feet was a stretch. He does look a little closer than I re- recalled. Um, I just wanted to say was he inside the line was he inside the paint yeah the red line's behind him but he still has I mean he still has two to three feet Hmm. but he's solid ground it's a down slope though too isn't it it? is yeah I wanted I wanted to call Jordan Speed the bitch for that uh, because I just think he looks like kind of a bitch but I wouldn't I'd probably bop that ball back a few feet if I was playing at pebble yeah would I take the stroke? I don't know, actually, because I'm trying to score at Pebble. I think you got to play that. I just straight up wouldn't have hit it there. You know, it's a bad place to place. put the ball. <laughs> it's, good. Good it's actually like precision, but at the same time, just a little bit off. Yeah. I like Jordan's beat, though, as a guy. But like if I was to make a meme about him, he would be the bitch on the on the uh, golf trip. Right. Yeah. 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 I've never, I've never had any reason to hate him. He is a little soft, but Mm. whatever. I think the only reason that I've ever hated him 
not hate, but could hate on him is because he's he's really good for like his little swing and his little self. You know, (laughs) yeah, kind of like damn it. Like he's like he's a little good. soft, pudgy guy, you know. Yeah, and he's just really good. And and remember that stretch when he was just making every putt. I mean, he's fun. Yeah. He actually is exciting to watch. Yeah, I liked him better when he was good. I'll say yeah. that. He was 25 percent outside of what was the stat they said the other day? It was like twenty five feet or something. Yeah, something Honestly. crazy. And the rest of the field was like eight percent at that Ugh. time. Yeah, yeah. He when he's draining putts and when he's winning tournaments, people like want to watch. I don't know what where his X factor comes from, but he has it. It doesn't come from his look or his like, you know. He doesn't get pumped out there. I guess he does a little bit. He just makes big shots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, challenge you to, to to ask Zach that next time you're in the KCC chat. Zach, Zach is his biggest fan. Z- oh, he's a big speed guy, dude. You know what's funny? There are some people that are just massive speed guys. I love speed. We guys. had one. We have a listener, I believe, yeah. of the. Yeah. I hope he still listens. Yep. Um, he would send us pictures of his of his Jordan speed fits. Like, yeah. Just yeah. a huge speed guy, and yeah. I love that for him. Zach is known for uh, a nice drunk dial at the bar on a Sunday if Jordan Speed is, is playing for the league. <laughs> I love that. Yep. I love yeah. that. Yep. It's for, yeah, he's got a nice little uh, a nice little fan base for sure. Because he was dominant at a time when people were probably just starting to get into it, you know? It was yeah. like he was kind of the guy when Tiger was down, down and out. Yeah, Speed I mean was he, there to pick he just up came the pieces. Firing out of the gates and then just mm-hmm. like fell off. Mm-hmm. He was going through a swing change, and that was like a two-year, which which I guess I can understand. Can you? Why when did you, you don't why have would that you much athletic ability? When you were that good, why would you change your swing? Well, I don't know, man. Probably like nerves getting in the way or something. He had to, I don't know. Yeah, it seems dumb. But my thing about it is if you're, you know, in it. I guess, well, I think I heard Tiger saying something about it when it happened. And he said it to every swing change that he did. He went over like the years of his swing changes and he really struggled, even though it might have been like an eight month period where he had like no, you know, missing cuts and whatever else. But oh my God, stop. Um, but I guess it is, it's part of the game. I mean, you're looking for an edge, right? Yeah. Like, and what fun is it to not change your swing a little all yeah. the time? I guess we also don't know, like, even though he was winning, right? Like, were his wedges not biting the way he wanted them to bite? Was like, like you don't, you don't know the ins and out of what he definitely was definitely have no idea of the ins and outs, right? But we like to judge him anyway because yeah, that's, totally. that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, keep the swing that you were using when you won multiple green jackets. I don't know. You <laughs> it know? seems what do easy, I know? doesn't it? <laughs> Hysterical. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's. that's- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. No, what do you got? Chavo? Oh, Please. I was going to say, let's get into the old kangaroo. Yeah. Let's get into the kangaroo and the kangaroo country club NFTs here. Yeah. Jeff, um, you're a uh, founder, founding member, or who's the team behind the, the KCC? One of three founding members. Nice. Got myself, Zach Philippos and Josh Philippos, the two, the two brethren. Okay. Josh is nice. the NFT nerd that got us all into the space. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's the glue guy, right? The How did that? Go? Can we talk about that real quick? How did that go? The first time, were you already an NFT guy, or did you get approached and went into this project completely blind? I like crypto. I mean, I like. I mean, yeah, you know, some yeah. knows some a little bit. We're like, we just we're degenerates, right? Sure. We're like anything that's new. So, um, 
I got into a little bit just looking at Gary V and kind of like the actual he's selling, you know, the tickets to get in a restaurant, right, as NFTs and things like that. And I work in the advertising space and I know it's coming to be a big thing. Um, so I started just messing around and like I kind of bought I bought some slacker duck pond one that is just like garbage. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do that about another project, but no, I don't go know. ahead. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it's for, to be honest, right? It cost me like 250 bucks. I was like, fuck it. I want to learn the space. So I, I jumped in on it, realized it was stupid, and then started looking at actual projects that were really good. Um, one is Goats. That's like a standard, in my opinion. They actually have a really good community. They've got like a mental health channel, a lot of cool things that they actually help thousands of people with. Nice. And, and um, we started talking, right? The guy, Josh, has been part of some big rollouts. He was actually on the original Crypto Mori team, which I don't know how familiar you guys are, but that's that's a pretty big, like, staple name, mm-hmm. NFTs. Uh, and then we started trying to talk about what our strengths are, what we all do and what it might look like if we were able to run one and, and run one a little differently, I think, than, than some of the other people are doing. Yeah, it's cool. I think, I think a lot of people like kind of have the wrong idea of what they're all about. Like I know a lot of projects aren't legit out there, but like those projects don't have creators that are coming out talking to people. They're not like active in the community, you know, they like leave it up to mods. So when you have, people that are like out here like you right now on a podcast like talking about it that's like number one biggest thing like who's behind it yeah like are they legitimate people or you know are they anonymous um just and and the biggest thing about it is just it's another place to have a community you know and i've been in the kangaroo discord for a couple days and like it's just people talking golf man yeah. You know, it's just another place to go to be, to find like-minded people and like, just have a common interest. Well, and to your credit, right? Like you're one of the first people that we rolled out at a big stage with some of your connections for actual advertising, you know, mm-hmm. and you saw overnight, I think we doubled our following almost in the, in the discord and just, it's organic. There's it a lot is. of people who just like golf and like being a part of the community. And there's a lot of beginners. That's what I think I love about it too. Like you you're getting guys in here that are like, dude, I shoot a hundred. I play five times a year, but this is electric. You know, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> golf. So it's, uh, it's been cool. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed learning about it so far and then kind of just going with the ebbs and flows. Yeah. And, and like you, you said earlier about being degenerates, you get that, like you get that feeling that you get from like sitting at a table and playing something or betting on a game or like, and even like DraftKings or fantasy checking your, like you, that's how that's what nfts are right now you know like you hop in a community you talk to a bunch of people and then you get to get like a rush yeah and and like just see where it goes you know and you have the power as a community to to lift it you know like it really is just up to the to the people i think they get a bad rap you know and a lot of people just want to play it off i see that every day well that's Um, the thing right like it's it's like coins you know like if if you're gonna gamble in crypto you could bet on it a thousand coins like who didn't try no matter no matter what they told people who didn't try and jump on dodge coin event at mm-hmm. one didn't try and jump on shiba i got buddies who retired on shiba by accident you know mm-hmm. but it, what's what i hated about the space honestly and, and why we're doing the product the way we're doing it is it literally was a, like a crypto gamble right i mean you're just you're hoping that justin bieber swoops in and buys uh, uh, the picture of the water bottle that whatever artist painted, right? And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. That's why celebrities are getting in trouble right now for pulling rugs and, and driving thousands of people to spend a couple hundred bucks and netting, you know, 
two, three, four, five million. Um, I, I think that what we're doing is honestly simplistic for what a lot of people are trying to create the NFT space as right now. But I think it's also the future. Like, I don't, I don't think you can walk into a golf tournament or NBA game five years from now, seven years from now, and not solely only get it through an NFT or have the ability to have an NFT as mm-hmm. that, right? Season pass holder, stuff like that. That's what we want to do. Like, we just want to have a utility where people sign up, right? They, they purchase a kangaroo through the mint process. There's future projects that we already have lined up down the line to keep things going, but they know they're going to get into real life tournaments. They're going to win giveaways from their friends, golf trips, right? Um, a ton of swag that we can't wait to line up and roll out just tangible stuff. So being a part of that actual community where you yield some stuff back, like the Scotty Cameron giveaway that we're doing. So I don't know. I, I see a lot of people promising shit like the metaverse and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you know, talk to me when that stuff comes to fruition. But for now, I just handed you two fifty, a thousand thousand dollars and you're just kind of what, like hope, hope it happens. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a, the, a big thing that people like in the space is to, you know, under promise and, and, you know, overachieve, you know, I, nobody likes somebody coming out saying like, we're going to give you all this shit if you buy it. And you're like, wow, that seems like a good deal. Those are the ones that are always too good to be true, you know? So yeah. just go with somebody that's just trying to build a solid community, see where it goes. Uh, like, I mean, people are posting videos of their swing in there you know, funny videos of people are talking about crypto. Like it's just a, a place with a bunch of people, uh, a community in the discord. And I mean, there's what, you know, almost 400 people in there right now, probably. And they're giving away two Scotty Camerons on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so you have a one in 400 chance if you're in that discord to win a Scotty Cameron right now yeah. or one of 200 really, because there's going to be two winners. So worth it just to pop in for that and then you know see how it goes uh see what happens nfts and i mean uh, the super bowl is doing something with nfts now with their tickets yeah when, when you see like the nfl hopping onto stuff pepsi coke you know like all of those people like you you gotta figure those people are smart with their money they're not yeah. gonna put their money in stupid places you know and a lot of them are putting it into nfts right now so you know uh, do your own research not financial advice but like check out nfts you know yeah. And if you and if you're a golf guy, you might as well have a golf NFT, you know, and you guys are going to have tournaments in real life, right? Yeah, we're after we mint and after we sell out, we're going to do a little bit of a, I guess, research ploy where we just mm-hmm. find out where all our members are right in regions. And then from there, we'll roll out a handful of tournaments across the country to be able to to net, you know, the, the highest turnout for them. The other thing, too, that we haven't really advertised yet in the Discord, but it's actually stuff that we have in the works, is we've got something called the Rue Council. You're the, you're the first member, Sonny, which we're pumped about, right, from an advertiser and much perspective. Pumped to have you on board, man. You've been nothing but energy. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then what we're actually going to have is about 30-ish KCC members, right, that just by luck of mint, if they if their NFT has the gold jacket trait, so it's a little play off the, the green jacket, they'll be part of the root council. So they get voting rights, ability to kind of move things in the way that we, we want to see and ultimately just protect and make sure that we're using the community wallet to benefit everyone, which, which I think I really like. And uh, the gold jacket straight out of uh, happy Gilmore too. So a nice little, a nice little uh, ode 
to a great movie there. Better than, um, or, or if you had to choose here, Happy Gilmore or Caddyshack? Great question. I mean, what? In both in the humor category or just the golf movie category? If you've had, if you the had to pick a golf category. movie. That's fucking tough, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's fucking tough. I it is. We ask the, the tough questions here. We do. To, to be honest, I'm gonna go Caddyshack because there are times I quote Caddyshack and don't even fucking know it's from Caddyshack. Mm. That's how ingrained it is. Right? It is a very quotable movie. Yeah, and it's a background movie, right? Like if I see it, I just click it. We're happy game where I maybe have to be in a little bit of a different headspace to want to watch mm-hmm. it. I don't know. We I actually had. Uh... Uh, Danny Noonan on our podcast last year, Michael yeah. O'Keefe, and hung out for for an hour or so. How'd you get? I don't that? think he's done anything since Caddyshack, but a super nice guy. I could easily spend a weekend with him in the woods because you know he's like down to eat some mushrooms and like you know have a little time. You could tell just by talking to him, right, Jabba? Yeah, he was a little modest in that question. He gave us Happy Gilmore as the better movie. You're um, right. So now we just have to have Adam Sandler on and really get to the bottom of it, I suppose. But yeah, I DM'd him about six months ago, just waiting to what hear do you back. Say? Uh, just waiting to hear back. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Didn't read it though. You know, didn't leave me on read. Yeah, that's that's nice of him. Yeah. So Jeff, you've got uh, the Scotty Cameron winners will be announced. Uh, the first one on the ninth to well, it'll be, I guess, whenever anyone listens to this, February 9th will be the first one. February eleventh will be the second one. Is that correct? Yeah, two different Scotties, two different members. Uh, Wednesday and Friday will be. Released. And then your your mint date is the seventeenth, February seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. So we've got. A little under two weeks, I guess a week now, right? Today's the seventh up until the, the public man. Yep. Coming nice. So kind of what happens uh, after the mint process? What's, what's kind of the next step for folks? Yeah. So once we in hopes, right. Sell out here while the community builds, which we think we'll be in a good position to. First thing that happens is the roadmap triggers where we're going to give away to five different charities. So that's actually a different stages. You can check that out in the discord. Jordan Spieth actually, ironically, is one of his charities is one of the ones on the, the, the list. Uh, we love Jordan Spieth. So. <laughs> yeah, huge Spieth guys. <laughs> he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got a good foundation, man. It comes from a good place. So Nice. Yeah, five good. One is, one is the LPJ, which we're really pumped about. There's Hell yeah. Of, I yeah. love that. Yep, MS4MS, uh, the PJ Hope is one which is a little bit more veteran tied, the Jordan Speed Foundation. And then one actually, which is more local, it's the Susie Foundation. It's a tournament that uh, a bunch of us play back in at home. Somebody that's that's uh, taken a situation that happened to them, you know, personally and their family, and they've actually grown it into a, a national organ business. So we're really excited to try and give some back to them as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then from there, look, I mean, we just, we have some big ticket items, right? We're going to roll out and figure out where everyone is. We're going to absolutely roll out our tournaments as, as quick as possible in terms of location. We're not going to rush the quality of them. But we want to get them out. Uh, swag and merch is, is definitely something that's big on the list. And then I think the other thing is I'm excited about, I mean, look, most people don't do this. We try not to like pound our chest, but I'm excited to take, you know, two, 3,000 members of this, this room mob, so to speak, and go beating down the doors to the context I have at things like PXG, right, and all these different places where – who's not going to give us a little bit of an in or 
some sort of discount and inroad when you have that many diehard golfers, right? I think one thing that's frustrated me about some of these projects is it's 2,000, 3,000 members and they're in limbo. Like they, they have proposals out. I don't understand. Like I've worked with so many brands through, I mean, Sonny, you know, through my wife and her business right now where I know what they want and I, I know what makes them tick and what they need to see in return. And all they want is a, a good golf fan base. right? And so it. It, it's a super easy thing to bring value to a company that's going to then bring value back to the community. And I think that's, I can't wait to get to work. I mean, this has been fun. It's been a lot, but that's the part I'm personally really excited about and the part where I want to start, you know, really hitting the ground running. Nice. So uh, the structure for the tournaments, if you, uh, mint a are, are you automatically in? Is there anything else you have to do to gain entry into the tourneys? Yeah. So if you mint a you have the ability to sign up, right? So you need to be a okay. member, you need to be a member, which means you need to hold an NFT. One rule gives you one spot. So you want to force them, Sonny, you're going to book it for your buddies. You've got on four or the four of you need to sign up individually, right? Pretty simple. And you're just going to request to be in the foursome different formats and all that. So that's, that's stuff that like will change depending on tournament location. Um, but that's, that's sort of the gist, right? It's members only. Not everyone's going to get to play in every event, which is okay. That's why we're going to have multiple in, in different regions. And it's part of the allure as well, uh, being able to try and rush to it and, and be able to contribute and participate. Yeah. And for anybody that <clears throat> might be listening and be like, what does the, what does mint mean? What are they saying? Like, I forget yeah, sometimes that people aren't really like in the space. So basically minting would be, you know, when the Kangaroo Country Club NFT puts out their first at 7,777, right? Yep. First collection. Um, <clears throat> they'll sell directly to people. They won't know what they're getting exactly. So when you mint one, you're just getting one of their NFTs. It's coming to you and it'll be revealed after you get it. Whereas if you don't get it in that first 7,777 people, you'd have to buy it on the secondary market where, you know, something if somebody minted a rare one, say it could be worth 10 times, you know, if you, someone's got a gold jacket and they're on the Rue council on the secondary market, those are going to go for a ton of money because, right, right. you know, you get the perks of being on that. So if you mint, you have the chance to get that at, at the price. I think is the price set at 0.04 ETH. Yeah. It's like an IPO, yeah. right? Think of it that way. Yep. You're, you're it's the first day to sell. So you can buy directly from us at 0.04 ETH. Yep. That's it. So it'll be a, it's, it's fun to mint. When I'm in things, I just can't stop. I just keep pre- like, I'll go back later in the day and I'll be like, I'm going to do some more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's a like opening gamble. a, yeah, it's like opening a Christmas present or like a card pack where you don't exactly. know what's in there. You know, you buy the pack, each pack costs the same price, but you might get that Michael yep. Jordan rookie or whatever's, hmm. you know, whatever the rare, the gold jacket in this case, uh, you all, you know, you could get, the bottom you could get the bottom of the barrel you could get the top so you know it's kind of there is a rush to minting for sure definitely get in on the minting if you're if your entry into the nfts you definitely want to start minting buying off the open market you know is just you're not you you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit yeah most of the time the open market is is people that are trying to get rid of it because there's there's again there's no utility that's been of use at that point in time right like it's different than i guess a link style which you know what you get but you don't know when you get it right mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I would that's how i started right and like i bought that quacker duck thing off the open sea market i'm like what what the fuck did i do this for 
and then I started minting a little bit and you just, you get in a better swing. We also, one thing we ran into, which I guess I'll, I'll plug is some of these other golf projects that are primarily pulling from a lot of Instagram crowds, right? We, we know that we have new users, new people that have never done this before. And we've seen some really like disconcerting things where communities don't give the resources to be able to do it safely. And so we've actually got an NFT for dummies channel on our discord where it literally teaches you, it's not financial advice, but it literally teaches you to go through, set up a wallet, right? Do things in a safe capacity. So you feel comfortable like participating in the community, which is big for us. Yeah, no, yeah, that is huge. That's awesome. Uh, we actually, um, I got Sonny into NFTs and he really took off and I got, uh, I got caught up in a little situation where I answered a DM when I wasn't supposed to. So I sent some ETH into, uh, into the stratosphere and never got it back. So it is definitely one of those things where, you know, an NFT for dummies channel is a great thing to have in the discord. Definitely. If you're new, check that out and abide by the rules, never answer a goddamn DM. Um, because you you know, there are just as with anything, there are scammers out there and, um, you know, you do kind of need to be careful, but, um, you, you know, it's like Sonny said earlier, you coming on and showing your face, that's always a good thing to see when a group is, you know, being out there, putting themselves out there and, uh, you know, you can, you can, it, it just gives the user a little bit more trust in what's going on. Yeah. I think jumping to that point, right. You do the math on some of these 10,000 NFTs for, I don't know, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.09, like a shit ton of money that, that some of these NFTs are asking for and pumping into a community wallet that, I don't know, like I've seen 70% of a wallet go to marketing. <laughs> you know, like, so I, I don't, and I know it doesn't cost that. So it, it's um for me, like, I think what's really important for us to, to tell everyone about this is it's not a money scheme. It's, it's not something where we, we need it to prop up anything, right? Like we're really not doing it to quit our day jobs tomorrow because we land 300,000 bucks a piece in a pocket. It's one, the math doesn't add up to that if you do it right. And, and two, um, this is really a passion project for us. We we're looking at the next phase, right? Where after we get some events under our belt, we can roll out the baby Joey kangaroos, right. And really do some fun things with those, make it a little bit more exclusive. So there's, there's really a timeline here, but it's, um, it's certainly not a, uh, a situation where like, you know, the mint is live or die, let's say for somebody's wealth or well-being, which I don't think is true on a lot of projects, to be really honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think a cool thing too, is it's the space is so new that if you do want to dabble in, in like something that you like, if you have a project with passionate creators that are like in it for the long run, like, don't forget when NFTs probably maybe will be huge in a few years probably in my opinion um those first couple of pro you know like you guys are one of the first golf projects out there uh just to be a part of any of the golf projects that are out there right now if they have passionate teams just think about where they can be in a couple of years you know and and this stuff is so community driven that like you might throw an idea in the discord tomorrow and then, you know, the guys might love it. And, and, you know, it could be a part of the project in no time. Like that's just how this stuff works. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, popping in there and saying what up and meeting some new people and possibly even helping the project, you know, which every message does, you know, yeah. um, okay, you got involved. But, 
Yeah, dude. I, so the funniest the way that I got, I got involved, involved, I was just in somebody else's Discord. Okay. And um, it was another golf one that I saw because if ever I see a golf one, I hop in and I like do my research and, you know, see if I might like it. Uh, got a, a random invite from somebody in that one in my DMs. And I was like, funny, I actually have a golf meme page. Like, I'll go in and check it out. I checked it out. We were on the phone like a half hour later oh, telling me yeah, about yeah. the project, which usually you have a tough time figuring out who's even behind it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was the first good sign for me. And I've been waiting to get into a golf one. So I was like, you know, now we've, we've got a rapport. I know you're legit. I'm looking at your face right now. Everyone's hearing your voice. Like this is the real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm in dude. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Rue. I'm in the Rue gang. The guy, the guy who got to is a Providence kid actually. Is he really? We didn't even talk about that. We went to, oh. went to Providence. Yep. Um, wow. I think he's a Connecticut kid by nature. Grew up in mm-hmm. But yeah, he went to Providence. Um, dude, what a small world. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's funny, right? Like, that was, there's a bunch of, like, there's one called Strokers out there. Uh, it's whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shill. Like, there's Strokers is another golf project, right? Um, Malbin is the only other one that I know that's massive scale. And mm-hmm. what's cool about Malbin is that that guy, Stephen Malbin, who I've never met, is is a really respectable dude in, in one, golf influencing, and two, just the industry. And all around seems like a great dude. I just hang around in that Discord. I can't even grab one of those. People don't sell them. So um, I think that's the only one that's really established. But then you look at the Strokers community, and look, they're growing fast. They've got like 1,100 members in them. But they like promise partnerships and things of this nature where they're just buying John Daly cameos, right? Like that's insane. It's a partnership. And so mm-hmm. a lot of situations where I don't have a lot of transparency in it. And I don't really love guerrilla marketing. I don't love when I get hit with like five bot DMs, which is kind of what some of these projects do. Yep. Um, everything that we did was, was manual. Dumb luck that you are who you are, right? But we kind of went in and we were just looking at, at different profiles and different projects and seeing who participates and who actually likes golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we actually just kind of cherry picked and sent some, I mean, you saw it was, it was pretty personal DM. Yeah. Um, so we were just trying to look for people who, who honestly want to be a part of something that's going to be built from the ground up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still, you know, it's still got its I, I get it. A lot of people don't like the idea of it. And at the end of the day, we're like the golf space in here is a niche within a niche, like as niche as it could possibly get. Yeah. And you still have people coming out and, and joining, you know. Uh so it's it's been uh the NFTs have been a fun ride, and we've talked them on about them on here before like i'm a mod in a few discords i've been a mod in a project that rug it's like i've had my i was the talk of the polygon network town like my name is in discords like saying that i was connected to something that i wasn't just because i was a mod like it was a <laughs> whole dragged. shit show man Get i was so dragged. stressed i had the most stressful week of my life just sitting in my computer chair like people hate me that i don't even know you because left, i got some off. gullible and like you a good community guy you know Time out, time out, he, he left this off the resume. We were talking, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can tell I'm a big community guy. That's what I like to do. I like to talk to people and like, you know, just so I started doing that in a project. Um, it was just a little polygon network project that I bought a few of. They were super cheap at the time. And they were like, hey, you want to be a mod? And I was like, yeah, sure. I've never been a mod before. And then like five days later, it was just it all went to shit. I've since really uh, did my best to uh, get my name back in that community. Yeah, they brought him Talked in to, to be the fall guy. Yeah, I was the fall guy. It was they, tough. They, they got him hook, line, and sinker. 
I got a lot of bad DMs. One guy even DM me saying he put a private investigator on one of the other kids that got got it like <laughs> I did. And I was like, oh, that poor kid. Uh, so it's cutthroat in there, but you know, you just got to be careful. You got to do, and that's why I do my research. That was early for me. I was pretty new to NFTs at that time. Now I'm like, if I don't, if the creators aren't doxxed, then I have no interest in in getting into it. So that's the first question you asked Adam, Adam mentioned that as soon as, as soon as he was talking to you, it's the first thing you went about. I actually had a call today with, it's funny, right? Like these DMS, somebody on Twitter, um, pretty reputable dude. He owns an ape and I guess he, he runs an NFT fund. And, um, I jumped on the phone with him today. I zoomed similar to you, man, we had him, you know, within an hour and jumped on a zoom with him and he pops up. And I think that guy's a thousand times my net worth, like maybe <laughs> my net worth. He, he was telling me, you know, apes for a million, this, that, and he's a great dude. Great dude. I won't name drop him. Cause I don't, I don't, honestly, I think he's, he's pretty highly regarded in the space. And, uh, mm-hmm. he just said to me, he's like, look, man, he's like, I, you guys are just like simple, <laughs> you know, he's like, you're, you're, you're doing a simple thing. He's like, and if you catch the golf niche, he wasn't a golfer. Um, he's like, you know, you're going to do really well in the space. Um, but that's what he said to me. He's like, dude, he's like, I, I talked to you for 10 minutes and all I can just tell you, like put your LinkedIn in the doxing, do, do something to just pull the rug down a little bit more, pull the, pull the curtain down. I should say, can you use that mm-hmm. rug motto <laughs> pull, pull, the, pull the curtain down a little bit right um and let people know like i don't care man I, i'm not hiding anything neither's the team again it's it's a passion project for us and people want to be part of it we're excited to to drive the ship so how long have you been playing golf a college baseball at a little d3 school up until 2015 so maybe i picked up the sticks in 16 or 17 nice Oh, nice. An adult learner as well. I'm an adult learner. YouTube taught. YouTube taught, Java. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's it works, man. If you especially if you're an athlete. You know, I think that's a big part of it. If you have if you have if you've had some kind of swing, Chubba's a ball plays baseball, hockey, you know, he's got all the all the goods. We're just putting them together still. Yeah, no, I was luckily Sonny taught. Yeah. which was huge because he's actually Thank good you. at golf. So I appreciate that. He did post a pretty bad swing in our, in our new swing. Yeah. Channel. Chubba took that video. That was him saying uh good miss. It was on 18 <laughs> at well, Charles river. I think I love it. finally took a like first video of the day. And then I hit like a worm burner. Yeah. It's funny. We had, I don't know, like five, five or six guys that all started together at indeed. Um, nice. We first got on the sales floor and a couple of them played and I didn't. And so it was just like a quick, quick learning experience. They'll, they'll tell you that I beat them now because maybe I got a little more obsessed than, than nice. They but um, yeah, it's fun, man. I just love that. You can go out, you can shoot. I think my best round ever is like 76, but like, wow. but like, oh, yeah. but I'm staying in the high eighties, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not one of those things, but you just can't care about it enough, right? Like no one's out here getting paid. So you got to right. enjoy it and find your, find your strides you know yeah when when you finally realize that that's a big day and i think that's something that a lot of people that start later in life or like already have a lot of those people that have been playing since they were kids they get really mad out there you know i did until i was like 20 25 26 <laughs> like i was getting mad that when i hit a bad shot and then all of a sudden something clicked i'm like i don't give a fuck about this yeah. like and then group track golf came from that but yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's the most fucking laid back, chill, good play. And I'm a big outside guy. We all we all love the outdoors, you know. Yeah. Um, it it's not missing anything for me, except being a 12 month sport in Rhode Island. Yeah, right. True. True. Dude, I'm telling you, the best thing I ever did was, you know, my wife got into it, and now my weekends and my my weeknights are like at the driving range and and on course, right? So for me too, it's kind of like an outlet, right? It's something I do hopefully with a future family and everything else. That's, that's kind of what it's become to me, right? You, you can continuously get better at it if you want to, and kind of go to a different place to do it, you know? Yeah. We're going to get Chubba into the seventies this year. There yeah. You know. Yeah. What's your low? Like 82. I think there was an 80, 80, 80, 80 or 81. Yeah. There was that round. <laughs> yeah, I think that you had I, putt for like 79 or 78. Yeah. Or well, there, I was, there was that one round where I was hot and then triple and doubled uh, 17 and 18. No. Right. So that was that was my opportunity to break eighty and just fucking blew it. Once you do get there, yeah, it's 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 like nagging because once you do it, then you shoot eighty five and you're like, you go home, you're like, all right, well, that was a lot worse than my best ever. And you just always mm-hmm. kind of chase that score, even though you don't take it too too seriously. Like it's it's always in the back of your mind a little bit, you know. Right. Chase is the best, man. I think about it every first hole, every time I play. Is today going to be the day? I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough. Yeah. That's a tough thought. That's a tough thought. It's <laughs> a lot of pressure on shot one. It's not even just the first tee, man. It's like twenty four hours in advance. <clears throat> as soon as a tee time, oh, can you still hear me? As soon as a tee time has been made, um, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's fair. But, Gotta get you guys off to Scottsdale. I know, man. We were just saying before you came on, we were like, let's book it. I think. Is the Super Bowl out there next year? We think. Yeah, no, we didn't go this year because we thought the Super Bowl was there and everything was going to be crazy expensive. And then yeah, we were like, "That was no, my we'll, fault. It wasn't there. It's in LA. We'll go next year. Super Bowl's out there next year. So yeah, we're going to try to get on booking early. Yeah, but it's expensive out. Like Jan- if you're playing a lot of golf, January, February, beginning of March, it's not really everything's two hundred, two fifty. Mm-hmm. Like there's a course that I really love, Desert Canyon. It's probably my favorite course I've ever played, just because the elevation. And uh, I don't know, it's like almost 225 right now. I used to play for like 80 bucks when I used Wait, to. Wait, did they call that DC or something? Uh, no. Is that where? There's another one. I know DC Ranch. No, that's a different one. There's Dobson okay. Ranch. That Dobson Ranch is where I'm going tonight for the PJ memes uh, after party. That's cool. That's, that's like a legit party place. They have speakers on the carts, like built wow. in. Ooh, that's sick. Yeah, we had Dontrell Willis on the podcast a couple, maybe a month ago or two. No way. And he's a Scottsdale guy, and he's a member. Yeah. I think he, I think he said DC Ranch, but I could be mistaken. It's probably there's probably one called it. I haven't played it or seen it. He's a super cool guy. Yeah, were so you uh, take us you're, out for you're a baseball salads. guy, so did you watch? Do you remember Dontrell Willis? Yeah, man. How did you have Dontrell Willis on your podcast? Dude, I just saw that he was a golf dude, and I DM'd him, and I was like, "You want to come on podcast?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." He was so cool, dude. No he was way. so like smiley. He just sat on his bed the whole time and did it. It was so yeah. great. Huge. I was golf very guy. starstruck when he when he came on. Yeah, that's because who wasn't who wasn't doing that like wind up when they were a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. turning their hat sideways. Yeah, that's one big thing out here, man. Um, like I, I've had to find a barber. I don't know. I mean, you guys, you guys got the flow. So maybe you don't get your haircut once a week like I do. But I had to find a guy out here. It was my biggest anxiety week ever when I came out. 
And <laughs> like, all right, like two weeks, we drove out. I have like a little bit of hair, it's pin straight. My wife won't touch me, right? Like, well, maybe you don't say that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, like I sat in the guy's chair and I'm like, hey, like, not for nothing, like, you kind of not that busy, like, it's not like head after head, like it is back home. He's like, yeah, you know, I keep a nice circle. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm like, you get a lot of pros out here. He's like, yeah. He's like, I cut like the Garrett Blunt's hair and like just crazy. Just started rattling off. Like, I won't, you know, go crazy. Yeah. Out here, but it's, I'm like, what the fuck? And you forget that you're in the middle of one where everyone comes to train out here. Mm-hmm. Right. And then two, like, there's actually sports teams, which I'm not used to in Connecticut. True. Oh, yeah. That's true. Are you a Yankee fan? Yeah. So, so was, was that, did you find the, uh, was that the barber for you? You found yep. just a one and done. It worked out. That's your guy now. Yep. Well, that's big. Because yep. yeah. that's a, that is a stressful thing. I sucks. I haven't gotten my hair cut in so long because I've been cutting my own hair. Cutting. Oh, my that own a hair boy. For my last two haircuts. Good for just you. the sides. I've been leaving the top, so it's getting long up there. Good Might be able to put it up soon. But um, I've been going to my barber for like seven years, and he keeps moving like one town away. And now he's like 40 minutes away. Come on. So, and he used to be like five. So now I just, I've been putting off finding a new barber because I tried one near me and I didn't like the vibe and he gave me a bad haircut. So I, I struck out my one time trying to cheat on him. <laughs> since then, I've just been doing my own hair. I, I have my guys. So since I was, I'm 29, 30 in March, holy shit, 30 in a, in a month. Congrats, dude. Thanks, bro. Not really. 30s are good. Well, you made it this far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, since I was 15 and I I made it, I don't even know how to order a haircut. I don't know if you could walk into a barbershop and and tell him how to cut your hair. I couldn't. So I had to actually have him type it out and he had to take pictures from my last haircut to tell the guy what to do. So I sat in the chair like a mute and the guy's like, hey, what are you getting today? And just (laughs) (laughs) it was funny yeah yeah i get a medium fade that's what i say but, but maybe somebody else interprets that different because last time i got a haircut near me yeah. the new place i said medium fade and it was not a medium fade not Wait, one Sonny, that i'd ever seen let's back up a little bit there you said you're cutting your own hair but you won't let me give you a tattoo well because you know i can't you know get it what because i've never done it before no, it's not the yeah. I mean, I said if we watch, <laughs> I said if we watch the videos of how to, you know, sterilize everything correctly, I'm down. But we yeah. need to watch those videos first. Yeah, because we'll, I don't we'll want to lose something on my body because we'll Chubba dump gave me a some. We'll dump some vodka on your shoulder or wherever. We're <laughs> that's what put I'm it, saying. Dude. That's that's not going to cut it for me. How extensive is this tattoo though? Like how many how many lines are you getting? Oh, whatever Chubba wants to draw, probably. Yeah, it'll probably just be a son because my nickname's Sonny. So. <laughs> um, are you a tech guy still, jeff uh two i would love to get a sleeve but i keep telling myself Ooh. that and then i keep forgetting to go to the gym so <laughs> I'm right i'll give you a sleeve you. dude i'm looking yeah. for a first so I, like I, when you said you don't have any tats i was like oh yeah you don't put a bumper sticker on a ferrari i get that right you know? yeah absolutely. true so, uh, it's peak male performance over yeah. there always thank you thank you for no recognizing problem. that I, I want to yeah, know. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of want Sonny to lose. No offense, Sonny, because I think I think Chubb is probably going to do like the more. I think it's great for content. Oh, it's yeah. going to be sick, dude! Yeah. I could cover up the American flag if you wanted. You to. could. I have a bad tattoo that that I would love to get covered, and it would be an honor to have you cover it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we have you out to Scottsdale, 
nurse who golf hooks you up to an IV afterwards. Mm-hmm. Helps, wow. Helps sterilize. Oh, that's it. If yeah. I had somebody like a nurse on call while yeah. this was happening, I would let you do it all day. Don't Perfect. But it's like, well, pour a bottle of vodka on it. That's what's not going to make that's it That's the same thing as having a nurse on site. Is she? Yeah, but come on. I mean, I'm going to make sure that we get the wipes right and like, you know, everything's clean. Yeah. I mean, it's and brand put new. It on like, I'll do it on like a finger. So if it does go bad, I'll just have to lose a finger, not like my whole arm, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I looked at the dates. It doesn't expire until 2025. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure you probably like, you know, imagine just taking it out of the box that has been and then sitting touching it for two it. years and then putting <laughs> yeah. it straight into my skin. You know, like that's probably not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> no, probably not. We'll so figure it we'll, out. Though. We'll do the research, you know. Yeah. I think the CDC said as long as you have your booster, you're fine. True. <laughs> yeah. I saw that too. I saw that recently. <laughs> not medical. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would love the whole. I would love to watch somebody else. Like if I would be the second person, actually, no, I'd probably have to just get their blood inside mine. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even clean it. Right. Yeah. No, dude, happened. you want to be the first. You're right. You're right. Yeah. One day I'll, I'll, I'll get it. We'll get it done. I would, if duds, our buddy duds, producer duds, who, you know, we all miss him. Um, if he was a part of the crew for this, I would allow it because he has so many tattoos that I trust that he would only let good stuff happen. You know, Mm-hmm. He'd make sure that it's legit. Yeah, He's we could have him be the parlors in his life. We could have him spearhead the vodka dumping part. Yeah, he would be like, or if you want to use shaman. moonshine, we can use moonshine if you're like that scared about it, dude. Yeah, like Everclear, maybe even. Yeah, or right on something a little higher proof, red wine. I don't know. We'll just use water from the creek <laughs> up the camp, water it off. Yeah, speaking of producer duds, we do have an update. Uh, we're no longer doing Liquid Stranger. I know we told a bunch of people we were going to do that in March. We're moving it up to Subtronics. It's still House of Blues, Boston, but it's February 24th. So come out to that one instead of Liquid Stranger. Just yeah, that'd be sick amendment. if somebody really did show up. Mm-hmm. If somebody if somebody from that listen to this podcast shows up and say, yo, I'm here, I would cry. Yeah, no, I had Probably a couple people DM me saying they were that they were going to go to Liquid, so I just want to make it make it known we're no longer doing that. Let's so. send those DMs out to, and say, yeah, Subtronics. Mm-hmm. What day? Twenty fourth, February twenty fourth. It's a Thursday. House of Blues, Boston, right outside of the door of Fenway, I believe. We should probably like announce our our pre party. If people are really going to come, we should get like a pregame spot. You know? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Just have a catch out on the field at Fenway, yes. right across the street. Definitely. You're, yeah, you're throw the ball around. On Fenway's field? I have stood on Fenway's field one time pregame, uh, just like near the thir- uh, third base dugout. But I got to feel the grass. I got on like my hands and knees to cop a feel. Should have <laughs> just taken my shoes off. But... It's a dope stand. I got kicked out. I got kicked out of Fenway though. Really? Yeah. Actually, I kicked out of Fenway by a guy who was from my hometown. Damn. Hmm. Did he know that he was from your hometown? Yeah. You know who Craig Breslow is? Lefty, yes, I've heard the name. Yeah, uh, Craig Breslow is a Trumbull guy. I don't care if I drop him on. This. Oh, you're from Trumbull, yeah, yeah, Trumbull guy. Yep, uh, no Matt McGarry. I don't know. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. remember Matt McGarry, Trumbull? Yeah, 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 he's a Trumbull guy. Is he? Yeah, bunch, bunch of us floating around. Yeah, he was um, a coastal guy. Yeah, man, Craig Breslow threw me out. I was just trying to get his attention for an autograph, had a Trumbull shirt on, and everything. 
and uh, he, he didn't take too kindly that, I guess. You know, huh. He thought I was heckling him. He had a guy throw me out. I told the security guard what happened, like show the guy my ID, where I'm from. And they actually felt bad for me. They put me underneath the uh, the bar in right field. Oh, nice. Yeah, they gave me like a Fenway Frank and shit. And, like, oh, oh, hell yeah. That's a nice ending. Yeah. I what got kicked out of Universal Studios. And... Oh, yeah, he's, he's like the smartest guy on God's Green Earth, but like what, what a jerk. Wasn't yeah, happy. His dad used to be like our AD in high school too. It was a whole thing. I wasn't happy. Oh, God. And were you up for up from Connecticut for the day? I was up in Connecticut. Were you staying the night or were you just gonna have to like get in your car and drive home? No, no, staying the night. Dude, the last two nights I was in Boston actually, they got fuck, I got kicked out of Fenway. And uh Julian Edelman saved my life. Stop it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell that story, please. Yeah. <laughs> the short version is somebody in that group. It was it was London Fletcher, Bronk, and Edelman back in like even the Hern- the Hernandez days. Like it was, no. it was and they were uh they were someone was talking to some girl that we were at their New Year's Eve party, and we ended up because they are who they are at that time, right? Like when they came into the apartment, there was only like nine of us. They didn't let anyone leave, right? Because it was like, don't take your phone outs don't leave until people were here. Like, do you guys mind if we just hang out for the night? And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. So we end up doing cake stands with Gronkowski. My little four foot six, 110 pound friend, like tried to fight Gronk in some Hell respect. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He was doing Gotta a cake go for stand. It. Yeah. He was doing a cake stand. You guys, do you guys ever count when you were doing cake stands in college? Every goddamn day, dude. Yeah. yeah. So like you're, you're accounting. Right. And like, my buddy was this big thing. He's from Yukon. He's like, one, two, three. When you get to three, you're supposed to just keep saying three, I guess. Like, where <laughs> you don't know how many seconds you've been drinking. And, and Gronk, Gronk kept counting, like, four, five, right? And he's like, you don't fucking count four, five, six, right? He, like, stood up. Everyone went really silent. Gronk just picked them up. <laughs> um, we ended up being boys with them, and then we ended up going up to the the roof for a Jägermeister shot at midnight. I don't know why I fucking Jägermeister, but it was wild. And it was snowing, and the security guard came out. You're not supposed to be up there. There's silent alarms. I don't fucking know. Right. Uh, and I slipped, slipped like top of a building in Boston, right, dead. Slipped off, hands in the air like this, and I get a hand on my forearm. Dude, oh, was rips me up. I have a picture. I'll show you. It's uh, him and I. I'm in like a Oregon Ducks Nike hoodie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I took a picture with him afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Actually, well, what what was to... what was more impressive? The fingertip catch against the Falcons or him saving your life? At that point in time, my, like I was a decent size. So I'm going to say like they were probably equally correct. Right. Okay. Really good with. Um, no, nah, he fucking I couldn't believe it. He ripped me just up. Just watch that catch too. Yeah. Well, there's like the whole Brady thing now. Now that he's doing all these uh, documentaries. They keep replaying all those Super Bowls and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. I've been into all the Brady stuff. Oh, oh they're nice. the boys. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know, the Brady stuff coming out right now with all the stuff that the that the NFL fucking kicked under the rug with the Flake Gate. And, <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, that. They're Patriots dude. fans, so I mean, I, I when I sent a picture like a screenshot of somebody of you know some tweet or something into our group chat yesterday yep. and i almost didn't send because i was like am i being that guy by bringing up the flake gate like six right. year five years you right. know like, was like told you I guys am. we were right told yeah, you guys but we were I, right. <laughs> but i had to send it dude i had and i want to like I'm, I'm just like debating sharing all these things to my story about that stuff and i'm like i don't want to be that guy but in the group chat i had to yeah 
Dude, I watched the documentary last night. Whatever Brady shows called now, Tim mm-hmm. was in reliving the the tuck rule. Yep. And yeah, I saw when he slipped. Tired, he's like, ah, he's like, I don't really know if it was a forward Did pass. Did you see the clip where he was like supposed to say that it wouldn't have been a fumble, and he was like, and that's a fumble, and then they were like, no, it's, and he's like, no, no, it's not, it's not. Yep. But he he legitimate. I'll send it to you after Chubb. I can tell by your face you hadn't seen it yet. No, I haven't. <laughs> <sighs> Man, but yeah, that, that football stuff kicks up a lot of memories. Yeah, that was a tough time. ESPN. ESPN lies. I was so mad Adam Schefter was right about the Brady retirement. I wanted him Was he right, long. though? Yeah, he reported it early. And then yeah. it ended up being correct. Well, but it was he was wrong that day. That day, he was, he was wrong for a few days, but he left it up. Yeah. Could have taken but it I down. I don't know if we're... I don't know if we're calling that being correct, are we? Maybe he was the, you know, you kind of have to. He's but okay, so later. if I, so what's the cutoff? If I said that a year ago, I would be correct. If I said Brady's retiring, if what? you said it now and he retired before the beginning of next season, if he didn't go back to training camp. Okay, so if, as long as you say it in the off season that he retires, you're correct. I think so. Okay. In my opinion, yeah. But details I'm, matter. What was what was the verbiage? Was it he announced retirement or was he Tom Brady? Uh, I believe Schefter said that he that sources said Schefter and somebody else sources yeah, said Tom Brady was calling it, and then Tom Brady, his dad, said that Tom Brady talked to the GM and said he wasn't retiring. Here he wasn't sure yet. He hadn't made up his mind. Um, I believe that's how it went. And then a couple of days later, he had retired. It was kind of fucked up, though, because you got to at least just let Tommy do that one. Yeah, I agree. You can't that. take that away from him. No he's, one even talked about his retirement. He's earned that. Except people from the Patriots, like Nation. He didn't even say thank you to us. <laughs> people were heated. <laughs> I was right. fine with that. He gave a pretty good goodbye when he left the Pats. Like, I thought yeah. when he retired – he retired from the Bucks, so it'd be disrespectful to the Bucks to be like, oh, "I'm done with football." Thank you, Pats fans, and everyone with the Patriots. Like he would just copy and paste what he had already said to the Pats and just say it again, and then the Bucks would just be kind of chopped liver, which they are. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I think he did the right thing there. I didn't take. Yeah, offense. I was surprised. I was surprised that he didn't throw something in or something, but I didn't care at all. Yeah, I mean, he followed up with retweeting the whatever the he followed up with some Patriots stuff and then like thanking the Patriots fan base. And then he had to follow that up with thanking the Bucks fan base. He must have been going (laughs) back and forth, like like trying to find the happy medium. It was an oh shit moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was bizarre that it kind of came out on social media. You know, a guy Mm. of that stature, you'd think that would be like a podium type of deal. Mm hmm. Emergency press conference. (laughs) I also, I don't know that I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to say that Schefter was correct because he didn't retire when he said that. Maybe he had though. But maybe he told a close source that he was retired. You know what I mean? Like maybe he told somebody that, no, I'm done. And that person went to whoever and said, he's done. And then Tom was like, no. <laughs> right, well, yeah. maybe that happened, but he did. Like, we, I mean, but he didn't. I'm just saying, I would have liked to. I would have liked Shefferter to be dead wrong. <clears throat> and like I didn't even want. Year. I wanted Tom to retire. 
but I was mad that Schefter broke it before it happened. You're saying you, you would rather him be wrong by Brady playing another year. Yes. I needed Brady after Schefter announced that I needed Tom to play another year before that. I was like, Tom, just retire. I'm telling you, I I bet you he almost did just out of spite. I think, I think you're right. I think that's probably why the next part happened where he said he went to the GM and said he hadn't made up his mind yet. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Don't dick. Yeah. He called his dad and said, dad, tell the, tell the, Tell the news that I talked to the GM and I said I wasn't sure. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do tell him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we made through this whole podcast without talking about food today. Wow, not one time. What's your favorite food, Jeff? Or lightning. I was impressed with non <laughs> You got a favorite food, Jeff? Favorite takeout if you had to yeah, order food. Yeah, and I can't get it out here and it really pisses me off. There's no good mm. food. Um, not really any good food. I'm Chicken parm, but made in baka sauce. Hmm. Over, over angel hair. Oh, yeah. I, I love that one. move, dude. Spaghetti <laughs> is not the move with the chicken parm. Yep. It's just a little too thick. So much. Yeah. The, vodka the angel sauce hair is, such is a vibe the move. On there too. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good chicken cutlet. I mean, you guys, you probably have it by you too, but shit. We're back where I wasn't. You got four or five places around it that make the best in the world. Oh, you know? dude. Providence. It's yeah. great food. Pound that, pound out the biggest pieces of chicken parm you've ever seen. Yeah. Just huge, like the size of a pizza. I want that's how big and and like I want a nice big thin piece of nice breaded chicken parm. I had chicken parm last night and the night before. It's another thing so, I can't get out here is pizza. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that maybe because we have good water up here or something. I think it might have something to do with the water quality as far as making dough. Yeah. But I always say, why don't people just move from the Northeast? And no offense to food everywhere else, but New England food, Northeast food is the best. Why don't people from the Northeast just go and plant good restaurants everywhere? They do. They do. Yeah. Every, everyone you need to do that. Dude, everyone out Country Club Diner. Everyone out that I'm, everyone here that I meet is like, oh, you're from the Northeast? You know, how do you like it out here? I'm like, well, the food sucks. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, Tony so-and-so came from New Jersey and they <laughs> yeah. from Delhi. And I go to it and like I, I, I get my chicken cutlet and the bread falls off. And I'm like, this is, gosh, you're mm. killing me. And if you are mm-hmm. from and it's not just the ruse, you're fucking embarrassing me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, that was the one thing I took from Myrtle. I mean, it was just tough to find good food that wasn't fast food there. Yeah. Not that I was complaining eating Sonic every day and like Chick-fil-A. I mean, I definitely wasn't complaining. You know, I hadn't. Possible that when I was in college, I had never even had Taco Bell before. Really? Yeah, that's how late in life. Like it wasn't in my repertoire when I was growing up. Like even what did you high grow in up high on? school, BK McDonald's. Oh, okay, um, thank God. Yeah, like <laughs> I was hoping uh, you didn't BK, say vegetables. McDonald's, Wendy's. No, vegetables. <laughs> my mom just said to me the other day. She's like, "Do you ever have a vegetable like in your system?" And I was like, "Yeah, tomatoes <laughs> from like pasta sauce." Yeah, like that's about it. I did eat an apple like seven days in a row recently. Just actually last go? week. Good, dude. What what kind of apple? This is like a little red apple. I don't know. Oh no, dude, you got to go a green apple crisp. guy too, which is no. funny. But you got to go yeah. honey crisp. Was that Have you had a honey crisp apple? apple? I'm sure it's like the big red ones that are like. I don't know. They're don't not know like red. super red. Apples. There's sometimes a little bit of yellow in them, but the snap. Know. And the mm. crispiness He's had a good and snap the juiciness. For red. That Was might be mushy, what they though? are. No. Is it supposed to like be when mushy? you bite into a honey crisp, dude? Juices just like 
It's yeah. all over your face. Yeah, it was juicy. It wasn't mushy. It was like a okay. green apple with a red outside. Okay. Red and yellow. Reddish yellow. Okay. That could have been. I'm going to check out for this right you know. now, the Honeycrisp. Yeah, they were kind of small. Mm, these ones I are pretty plump. I ate a couple oranges the other day, like a couple last week. I've been eating fruits. I don't know why. <laughs> Look um, at you go. No seeds nowadays. Oh, wow. They got rid of those. In my day, oranges had seeds. Clementine. It wasn't a clementine, which is what I even said when I was eating the orange. I said, I only used to eat clementines because they had no seeds. Wow. And they were like, no, they don't make oranges with seeds anymore. I'm like, how do they do that? Do you uh, cut or peel your orange? Peel. I peel. How do you start? I just stick my finger in somewhere and start pulling. Okay, nice. Yeah. Usually like right around the middle. I'll pull a little piece and then I'll just try to get as big of pieces as I can as I go around it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm a biter. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You don't yeah. bite it. Just bite the top part of the skin off. What? Yeah, like the first just the one bite and then peel it from there, or yeah, because if you get your if you jam your finger in, sometimes you damage the pulps. You do sometimes. I don't like to damage the in. pulp. Just trying to figure out if we're still talking about oranges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <we are. laughs> How do you peel? Do you peel or cut, Jeff? I I mean I'm a peeler because I yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. How do you to... start? How do you start your peeling process? Uh, I'm straight in the middle. Yeah, like that. I don't. I don't like. I'm not aggressive like that. Like I, I mm. peel the skin, right? I'm trying to get the skin off. I, I don't yeah, I'm like... not like sticking my finger into how do you, the middle. How are you penetrating on the first peel though? It's a little tiny little nail. It's a little yeah. Bit. Oh, you go finger. You finger nail as well. Tip. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. Because if I puncture the actual orange piece, I kind of I get pissed. I don't, I don't mm. know. I'll that. throw it away if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever eaten? An orange rind, like a full orange rind. Sounds like no, I sounds spit like it out. Does no, it when I bite time. it, I spit it out. I don't. It doesn't <laughs> even like sure. come fully off. You just kind of like bite it to open it, and then have, hand peel uh, from there. That's interesting. Have Z Philly tell you the story about San Diego, where I bet a guy that he wouldn't eat two whole lemons, rind included. Wow, did he? Oh, uh, it wasn't him, but it was. It was. There's this girl that was that was flirting with him at the time, and this guy was like her friend and kind of being a block. So we kind of like. I just started getting like wordy back and forth with the guy mm-hmm. and I bet him 200 bucks that he wouldn't eat two lemons off the tree in this backyard park that we we're having deathly instantly sick right after I had to go home, but it's all, oh, it's no. all, it's all oh, wow. it's cost me 200 bucks, but it's all the real. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. will say I do love, and I've, I've, I don't think I've ever done them, but food challenges, big Ooh. fan. Mm. I, I could, I could do food challenges. I mean, I've never done one, but I think I could do them. I think I, I might be able to eat a lot and fast. I did the Buffalo Wild Wings hot challenge, and I think I think it was 200 bucks that I was bet as well. And I did that and one. Actually, my picture is still should still be on the wall at the Myrtle Beach Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, not worth it. Not no, no. worth it at all. I mean, that was the I worst. Do, I don't want to do spicy ones. I, I like oh, to dude. do like for uh, like a lot like eat this 10 pound burrito in 30 right, minutes. Yeah. Like I want to do that one. was not great. I bought a bunch of, we were in college. So I bought a bunch of like beer cases, cases of beer on the way home with my winnings. Didn't still, drink a single one, light. just tried to go to sleep. My stomach was on fire all night. And then the next morning was the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. Dude, mm. Punishment. That's not fun. Oh. That's yeah. I mean, talk about a raw butthole. 
That was brutal. It was like my varsity initiation when I was a sophomore in high school for baseball. That's that's what that was for me. And that was terrible. I don't like hot food either. That was brutal. no me either. Yeah. Uh, you guys you don't like hot Joe? I don't like I, I I think we've talked about this a little bit. I like when it's properly spiced. Yeah. But when people yeah. try to go hot for the sake of being hot to be like a hardo about it, that's where mm-hmm. I draw the line. If you can, I, I don't mind spicy if it's spiced correctly and it's flavorful and it makes the dish better. But when it's just hot, like those Buffalo Wild Wings hot, whatever they're mm-hmm. like lava sauces, come on. It's kind we're of just, waste we're of just chicken. trying to make people be hurt here. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife purposely puts like she'll cook ground turkey or ground beef, right? She she works night shifts for nursing. She knows that I'll wake up or I'll have it for lunch and it'll be gone. She purposely spices it more because she knows I won't touch it. <laughs> wow. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Like I open the container, I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it just burns your nostrils spice, right man. away. Yeah. You like it super hot? It's I do like super hot. Like I kind of like when things are when I'm like, oof, this is hot. You know? Yeah. Like huh. I do like that, um, but I don't like if it like takes over. But like I said, I, I have this taco place near me that puts the hottest sauce on it. That if it touches my cheek or lip, like it actually makes my skin red. That's how spicy it is. But they put so little on it that you can recover from it. You know, yeah. like it right. takes five minutes to recover. But yeah, I don't know. I just like it. I got I got one for you before I got to run and be this this plus one. Yeah, we should run too. But hit us. What uh. Sushi, mm-hmm. spicy mayo or no spicy mayo? Yeah, hundred percent. On any roll, any roll. Oh yeah, dude. I, I would rather do wasabi was... and and soy sauce on a roll than oh. than spicy mayo. So you're not lying when you say you like things hot. Like some people blow smoke. You're 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 serious then. I like wasabi. I've tried to. I, I have to ration it out because I'm like, or like when I'm eating sushi with other people, I'm like, I can't take too much. Yeah, no way. You know, because I want spicy mayo all day long. Yeah. Yeah. This I kind of stop like I really do like the wasabi and soy sauce. Obviously, we don't mash them together in the same container. Not but, supposed to. Um, the it spicy mayo is just too good. I kind of like removed dipping anything into soy sauce. It's just all spice. Like I order wow. sushi and then I'm just like bring a bucket of the spicy mayo out. It's crazy how mayo is it. Yeah, I mean, isn't mayo the base of every good sauce out there? Like if you if you're gonna say that you like a sauce, it, the base of it is probably mayo. Right, aioli is the sauce king, and that's it is. That's just mayo with stuff in it. So, and whether people think about that and realize it or not, like is another story. But mayo is the king of sauces. Yeah, I would agree. I guess right. we could end it on the mayo being the king of sauce. There's yeah. your episode title right there. That's it. Thanks for yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Uh, everybody, join the Rue Gang. Uh, minting is again the 17th, February 17th. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Make uh, the Discord links in my bio. Actually, the podcast link. I'll put it in my link tree. So if you check out my bio, Kangaroo Country Club will be there. Um, I'll probably have them in my story all week too, so you can go follow them there at the kangaroo at the kangaroo cc underscore nft so jeff thanks for stopping by man chava another good week see you next time yep